And after my break, I noticed that I was not very healthy. I was having just a random conversation with a buddy of mine about my health. And he says, well, you know, I, have you ever heard of jujitsu? Which, I, of course, I had. And he says, well, why don't you come to the school I train at? So I went with him and uh, went to the school, and it was just, I fell in love. Yeah. Uh, And with that, welcome to the Unbiased Truth Podcast. <laughs> As we wrap up the uh, the, the difference in, in who likes what scenes between JB and Courtney on Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> the beach uh, scenes are the best. They are yeah. the best. I agree. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, today I'm joined with JB. Uh, we're by JB. However you put that. Uh, he is the owner of Mongrel Jiu-Jitsu and Fitness uh, located in that weird little corner where it could be Midlothian, Chesterfield, or Richmond, depending on who you talk to. Um, Which way you face. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having us. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, basically, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the best part is to, to stick with the whole uh, martial arts form yep. of it. Uh, I was a wrestler for a really long time. Um, once I got out of wrestling, I, I kind of took a break for a little bit. And after my break, I noticed that I was not very healthy. I was having just a random conversation with a buddy of mine about my health. And he says, well, you know, I, have you ever heard of jujitsu? Which I, of course I had. And he says, well, why don't you come to the school I train at? So I went with him and, uh, went to the school and it was just, I fell in love. Yeah. Uh, so it was a uh, 2006. I started training Brazilian jujitsu. I started at Richmond BJJ. I followed one, a couple of the instructors to another school called Revolution. Uh, my life moved me from one end of town to the other end of town. And so then I became um, a student under Rick McCoy over at MMA Institute, who years later gave me my black belt. And now I have my own school. Uh, and in the new name, you had the name right, but the new name is Mongrel Martial Arts because now we're pretty much encapsulated everything in that. Gotcha. So, but that's, that's where we're at. So, uh, let's see, 2006. So yeah, but what going into my 17th year of doing this, if my math is correct, we've been open at the location where we're at now. It'll be our seventh year mm-hmm. this May. Uh, we've got, in my opinion, the greatest facility, the greatest students, the greatest everything. That's right. I'm biased, but, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, um, I, I wake up every day with a smile on my face because I get to go do what I love to do every day with people that are like family to me. And that's one of the biggest things I really love about our gym is the fact that we're just not just a gym or an academy or a school. We are actually like a family. Right. Uh, Mongrel is a mixture of different um, breeds. Mm-hmm. Not a mutt, mutt is two, mongrels many, and we offer many things. So hence the reason I call it Mongrel. And uh, we're also, um, when associated with something like a Mongrel or dogs or wolves or anything, you talk about a pack, we are a pack, and that's how we are. We are family, we are pack. So yep. that's what I love about us. So for people listening, this this podcast is is geared towards business, real estate industry, uh, and a lot of people may be wondering what does this have to do with anything like that. But um, business transcends right uh, from one industry to another. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, there's lessons in, in every business that can be applied in every industry. Uh, and then of course we're going to talk uh, about some some realtor specific tips later on. Uh, uh, but first, when you're starting. You know, from my understanding, my very limited understanding of, of the world, um, you can't just go off and start your own academy, right? Um, shouldn't. You, sh- you shouldn't, shouldn't, right, right. There's there's a process. So mm-hmm. you have to be at least a brown belt? Well, um, so my first instructor, <laughs> yeah, mm, maybe. My first instructor when I started was a purple belt. Okay. And there was really nobody in Richmond. There was like two schools. Okay. There's there Richmond BJJ and another school. And um, so that it was a little bit different. And it was a little bit earlier in the time period. Now, it really should be, if a school is opened, it depends on the area, to be honest with you. Right. And it depends on the person's capability and what they're doing. There are some schools that are being run by Blue Belts simply for the fact that there is no one around sure. the entire area. And that's the best that they have, which is fine. Yeah as long as said belt stays within their lane. Right. Now, if a blue belt opens up a school, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm going to say I have a little bit of an issue with that due to simple fact that there's a lot that goes into being an instructor. But that, again, depends on the area. If we're talking an area that just has nobody, but you have a group of people that are coming together and it's overseen by a blue belt, they take responsibility, it's their building. It's, that's, that's all fine and good. Sure. 
if they're able to draw upper belts in sometimes to help mm-hmm. the the uh, the students' techniques and their growth, that's awesome. I really don't have an issue with that. Right. Um, I started my school when I was a purple belt, and my instructor again, Rick McCoy. We were out running one day, and I was subleasing uh, space behind a karate school. I was teaching CrossFit and obstacle course racing, and okay. jujitsu was my hobby. And he says, you know, the karate school. Why don't you see if they want to kind of upgrade the grappling program? And you're a very accomplished purple belt. And I, at, th- at this time, I had been competing a lot. I had was I compete, I still yeah. compete. Head um, next week to go to national championships. I, I I do compete a lot, and as a purple belt, I competed quite a bit. And he was like, "Why don't you see if they want to upgrade the grappling program? Have you teach it?" Well, it it grew very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then a little more time down the road, he says, "Why don't you see if they'll let you start teaching adult classes, like throw an adult class?" That expanded. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, I think you need space. And so he, with his nod of yeah. approval and his backing, and he was there to help me the entire time, mm-hmm. I opened my own school. And um, it, it stayed very close. I actually moved across Midlothian to keep everything close to where the original school was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we went from there. He was there every step of the way, making sure I did everything correctly. I continued training under him. I got my brown belt under him. I got my black belt under him. And the entire time, he has always been a very good mentor and friend. That is, in my opinion, the best way to do it, if possible, if it's going to be a lower belt. Right. Yes. Kind of the the way it should be done, I guess you could say, and I can say this in retro, is <laughs> a, a brown or black belt should be the one who's opening the school. But there are circumstances. Gotcha. And again, like I said, uh, Rick McCoy was very close to me, was a mentor and there the entire time helping me when I needed it. And I continued training under him religiously, even though I had my own school. There were many times that I would teach a class, in the class, shut the building, and then go across town and train under him this same night. Right. Uh, and I continued that until I got into the upper higher echelon. And I still train. I mean, even as a black belt, um, I'm looking at getting my first degree soon, mm-hmm. um, which means I've been a black belt for three years. I still go to seminars. I still go to training because I want to continue learning myself. Right. So <clears throat> we've talked about this before, um, and, and I think we kind of look at it uh, me and you look at it the same way, but differently than a lot of other people. Uh, but it's really cool that he kind of prompted you to go off and, and start something on your own. Uh, where a lot of people, as soon as you, as soon as you bring that up, they, 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 they shut it down. You yes. know, they don't, or they get very jaded. They get their feelings hurt. They get very defensive, offended, um, whatever you want to call it. And, and it really can sour a relationship really quickly. Uh, versus, you know, my, my outlooks, outlooks always be, has always been, you know, you treat people so they can stay, but you train them so they can leave, you know? Um, so, and I've approached this with any of my guys, you know, I mean, if you want to go start your own inspection business, go for it. You know, um, you need help. I'll help you. You know, uh, we just had a phone call earlier before we started this. Courtney did, um, you know, I need an inspection. We couldn't do it uh, because of the, the the time frame they wanted in. And it's, you know, a lot of people like just hung up the phone, you know, no, call this person because I trust this person. I want to see this person succeed too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can help you, they will, you know, versus this just, you know, it's my sandbox. You know, you don't want to play my sandbox anymore. You want to go find your own sandbox, but I ain't helping you. Um, but also, especially in the scene now, you know, real estate, there's seven, 8,000 agents. There's a ton you know, I don't know, 50, 75, 100 home inspectors or whatnot. But you look in your industry for uh, whether it's just jujitsu or martial arts as a whole, and there's a ton of gyms now. Yeah. You know? um, so uh, you've talked about your friends and, and other people that own other gyms in the area. Um, but imagine in doing this on your own and you burned all those bridges because they're competition, quote unquote, you know, versus trying to help each other. Um, because you can raise the industry by working together and, or you just like, you know what, you just go do you. And if you see them struggling or failing or maybe not doing something up to par, um, it, it brings the industry down. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people, you know, was a cut your nose to spite your face kind of mentality, you know? So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's a, there's a lot of gyms in the area there. I couldn't even count how many karate gyms are Taekwondo <laughs> gyms, but as far as jujitsu gyms, you know, to be very honest, there's, roughly around 10 or so that I would sit there and say are, are good, solid 
you know, establishments. Right. You've got a lot of places that you've got some karate gyms now, and I don't, I'm not going to talk bad about anybody, but you've got some karate gyms that do not have any form of martial, uh, of Brazilian jiu-jitsu training, and now they're starting to show jiu-jitsu moves, Brazilian mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu moves. Um, you know, we have a karate program at our gym. It is taught by certified long-standing black belts within that art. You know, right. it's not, look, I can sit there and I can watch YouTube and I've trained Muay Thai for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. I could technically show karate moves, but it's not right because I'm not certified nor belted in that art. Right. I stick with the art that I am <laughs> very well accomplished in and I'm, I know, but going to your point about working together, there are gyms that even though there are a ton, but in the grand scheme, there's not a lot in the Richmond area. There are gyms that are right down the street from us that I am very good friends with. There's gyms that are right down the street with that we're not really that good of friends. Right. We see each other. We It's always that little at the tournaments. Hey, how are you doing? Handshakes, bro <laughs> hugs and all that. But I know they don't really like us. Sure. And I don't, if you don't like me, I don't really care. Right, I, right. I don't, I hold no aggression towards anybody yeah. because it's like if, if I'm mad at somebody, what's the old saying, taking poison to wait, expecting them to die, yeah. I'm just not going to live my life that way. Right. I'm going to keep doing the things that I do to treat people right, mm-hmm. all happy. Uh, and then you can go to the far extreme, or the far end of town and their schools over there that we're very close with. And we have joked all the time that we're actually affiliated, we're family, but we're not. We are, yes, competition. Right. Um, 99.9% of the time, there is never a problem. We're all friends. Every once in a while, one of our people will compete against one of their people. And then, of course, yeah, it's a competition. Sure. But we're all still friends. And at yeah. the end, and everybody understands, and we all look out for one another. You're absolutely right. When you have multiple entities within an industry spread out, if they work together, they become stronger as a whole. Mm-hmm. The ones that want to stay on their little islands, they either die out or they just, no one even knows. They're not even relevant. Yeah. Um, also, uh, one thing that a lot of schools will do, and I'm, again, I'm not going to name names, uh, they're very harsh on cross-training. Mm-hmm. We've got agreements with pretty much all the schools that we're friendly with. Our people can cross-train back and forth. Now, there's limitations. Sure. You know, if you're going to be over there so many times a week, you should probably pay a little something. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. And we've talked about reduced rates. We've talked about limitations. we talked about all of that. Yeah. It's all about communication. And, again, I, I just last night, my wife and I went out to dinner. After dinner, we ran to the store real quick that's near the restaurant. And there's a school that was right there. And they're friends of mine. So when my wife my wife walked into the store, I stuck my head into the school just to say hi to the owner. And say hi to a couple of people that I know that train there. They do the same with us. Yep. You know, and it's, you know, I've got, uh, like I said earlier, we're going to the national championships next week. This school has got a guy going down there and they the, the instructors can't make it. And they're like, hey, um, you're going to be there? I'm like, yeah, give the guy my info. I'll coach him. Yeah. And I will coach this guy. Now, I will say, and, and the instructors know this, my, our people take priority. Sure, sure. So if there's, Two people, like their guy and my guy or my girl on the mat at the same time, she or he's going to get my attention. I right, have to. Right. There's my student. But if I'm able to, I will give their student all my energy like I would give if they were my own. Yeah. Because I know they would do the same, and they have done the same, and I've done the same. Um, yeah, I don't understand why the uh, you said it beautifully. It's like my sandbox. It's like yeah. Rick, in essence, when he asked me if I wanted to open a school, he, in essence, opened up competition. Yeah but we're within the same family. Mm-hmm. So he knows he took someone who has a very strong background in the arts to open up their own school yeah. as a way of stepping his footprint out further and further and solidifying, you know, where, where his, his, um, his shadow falls. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's one of my closest friends. He's like I said, a dear mentor of mine. He, he literally gave me his black belt, not like a black belt he bought and gave it to me. It's one of his, right? He had his original, he had his current, and the one in between is what he gave me. Mm-hmm. So that means everything to me. And um, until that man steps down and retires, he will always be my instructor. Yeah. And we work well together. His people train at my place, my people train at his place, and it works well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about growing. Okay. Um, you know, my industry uh, is pretty easy-ish, right? I say that very loosely, but as far as terms of overhead and things like that, um, it's pretty easy to get started, right? Because I, I can work out of a home office, um, you know, use my car, truck, whatever, um, grab some tools, and off I go, you know, um, minus some administrative stuff. Uh, opening a gym, you're walking in with overhead, 
Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> a lot. A lot of overhead because uh, I don't know if people know this or not, but whether it's fitness or martial arts, um, weights cost money. And, yeah. and they're not cheap. No. Uh, mats aren't cheap. No. Uh, 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 bags aren't cheap. Um, so there's a there's a balance in and you know when you're in that growth phase, which you know you can argue you're always in a growth phase, but uh, um, but that true growth phase where it's just like every dollar you make, you're spending a dollar fifty into the business. Yes. Um, One so, day I'm gonna get a paycheck. I can't wait. Exactly. <laughs> Cannot exactly. wait. Seven years. <laughs> so how did you manage that? Um, going off on your own, finding the space, and now it's you know because you've got to attract people. Um, it's not just Hey, come! I'm JB. Come, come train with me. It's I've got stuff too, you know. Because I come, we can be best friends, and I come to your gym, and and it it looks like you know an alleyway, and you know <laughs> back streets of Chicago, someplace. And I, I'm I'm going back to where I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I've been to those places. That's right. That's right. So yeah, how did you manage that? So found the building, and the gentleman who owned the building was absolutely wonderful to work with, and he was able to give us some space to build. I had a very small core group of people that followed me. Part of it was my obstacle course CrossFit people, um, and the rest were my growing jujitsu group. And uh, some of them who are still with us today, which is awesome. Long story short, when we got to the new space, uh, a small loan to retain the equipment that we needed, um, I did a lot of searching on marketplace and Craigslist Small loan of a million dollars. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that was later when I bought the buildings. That's something different. Um, I say a million. No, I meant a small loan to retain equipment. No, you didn't say that. That's oh, just... <laughs> it's small. No, no. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, I jump a little bit ahead. Yeah. I eventually that, bought the building. Jumping in randomly. After, yes. Yeah. <laughs> small loan of a million. Oh, um, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I did a lot of Craigslist and 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 talking around and and there was a guy in Maryland who for six hundred dollars was selling a bunch of uh, wrestling mats mm-hmm. and wall pads. Wall pads alone were worth like two grand. Yeah. And so truck and trailer hauled butt up to Maryland, loaded everything up, get back. So if you look at the earlier photos, you'll actually see green wrestling mm-hmm. mats, and those were the original mats. And we just laid them down in the space and. Um, I got some equipment, but yeah, most of the, most of the money went towards, you know, uh, the CrossFit rogue right, right. equipment, so forth like that. Uh, again, great equipment, still have it to this yeah. day. It's awesome stuff. And we just started adding and as time went on, you're exactly right. If a dollar came in, a buck 50 went back into that gym <laughs> and I just kept my eyes open and, you know, there would be other schools that maybe they were upgrading their equipment. So they wanted to get rid of their old equipment. Well, I bought the old equipment until it was time for me to buy new equipment then I sold the old and it was just how we go. Yeah. Uh, so all the bags that we have are secondhand, but they're in ma- great condition. They really are. Yeah, yeah, they were great condition. Uh, so that's one of them. There was a big fitness place downtown that went out of business years ago. I bought a ton of stuff from them. Um, unfortunately, a friend of mine had a MMA school that closed. I bought stuff from him, but that's all we really did. And the mats that we have are Fuji mats. They're awesome. And, you know, I basically just bought them and just made payments. Yeah. And then paid them off. And then when we ex- when we expanded, here comes the, the million dollar. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I was leasing our, our, our original space, which you call our alpha side, uh, the uh, 11617 address. And it was 3,400 square feet. The owner came to me one day and he says, hey, I'd like to start getting rid of some of the stuff that I own. I'd like to sell. Would you like to sell? I mean, excuse me, would you like to buy your unit? So I said, well, let me talk to the accountant. He says, well, when you talk to your accountant, <laughs> ask him if you, if you could buy the other space next door to you as well, and which is the 11619 address. Long story short, there was another business in there using that as their front office and warehouse space. And I sat down with the accountant. We figured it out. We could do it. Made an offer. Boom, boom, boom. Signed the equipment. Uh, signed, signed the, um, uh, signed, signed the, uh, the agreement, mm-hmm. and I bought the, both the buildings from them. Um, the funny thing was, I'll, I'll never forget because until this point in time, the only thing I had ever bought was a new car, a new motorcycle, <laughs> and then a million dollars worth of buildings. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I was, I was telling my dad, and it was like, kind of, kind of, kind of big deal for me. Yeah. I went in and I, I signed all the paperwork and everything. I was like, wow, I, I own these buildings now. Yeah. And I remember getting out and calling my dad going, well, 
guess what, Pop? I told him what I'd done. He says, well, you know what? That's a pretty good pickup line at a bar. You're a millionaire. Just don't tell them the opposite end of it. That's right. I'm <laughs> negative a million. Yeah, I don't think my wife would like that line as a, at, a, at a bar, but okay, sure. But, um, but no, I, I, I dove into it. And um, a year later, the company that was now renting for me mm-hmm. came to me and said, hey, we're going to downsize, so we need to move. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, no problem. I wasn't prepared at the current rates that I was charging people. Yeah. I wasn't prepared to take on excess uh, rent. Right. So I sat down with everybody and I said, okay, here's the deal. Um, they're leaving. Uh, here's our choice. I can either raise everyone's rates up a little bit or I'm going to have to find someone else to take the space. Mm-hmm. 100% across the board, they said, raise our rates. Yeah. Because what I gave them was a lot more space, 3,700 yeah. square foot more space, more mat space. We had, uh, at the time, 700 square foot. I had been... Um, uh, the board just went out of my head. What do you call it when you're paying on something, but you don't have it? Like you do it at Christmas time. Debt. That is true. Credit card. No. <laughs> so you go to a store, you can't afford the item. Layaway. Layaway. I was laying. I, there's so many people listening to this See, or be screaming. Uh, layaway. Uh, Cordy, Cordy, she doesn't know anything about layaway. Cause that was uh, you know, that's before her time. When oh we yeah, did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. So there's, a, so, so basically <laughs> you make payments on something you don't have. And when you're credit finished card. paying it off, then they give it to you. No, yeah, credit cards, you get card. it. You get the item. You pay. Yeah. Yeah. And you just make payments. No, so this is, yeah. there used to be a store called Kmart. I know Kmart. <laughs> so, there, was one, there was one right beside and, um, the and Chinese and buffet that we Christmas, always For uh, Christmas, my parents would go and lay away all the stuff they were buying for me and my sister. And they would make payments. And then once the payment was made, the final payment was made, before Christmas, hopefully, uh, they would give her the stuff that she was buying. So you wouldn't actually get it until it was actually paid for. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. I was, I I had these, I had, I knew that we were going to one day use this space. So I had measured out if I did take over the space, this would be the mat area. So we already had it laid out. So long story short, I I had a vehicle, I sold it so I could afford the rest. And just, (laughs) I just finished paying off the mats and I got them. And the, um, so this was September of 2019. They told me August 1st that they were moving out. September 1st, they moved out. September 24th, we held our first class and the new space completely all set and done. Nice. Uh, our group, our team descended on that place like nobody's business. Yeah. Walls were being knocked out. Things were being framed up, yeah. cleaned, painted, everything. And uh, it was absolutely beautiful. It nice. was great. And um, so, yeah, so that it was great. We, we expanded in, in September 2019. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what happened a few <laughs> months later. Great time to expand. <laughs> but uh, we're like, oh, yeah, great. Now, giant pandemic has just hit us. So yep, now we yep. got to shut down for a bit. So we survived the pandemic, and we're still rock and roll. Yeah. So, so now this growth phase of trying to invest in the business, trying to grow the business, you know, spending lots of money. Um, that's probably uncomfortable amount of money. Um, like Sometimes. Most, most people do when they start a business and it's exhausting. Right. And now you've grown this into something that I'm assuming is sustainable. Right. Um, you know, a little bit less stressful most bit, days. Yeah. Right. Um, but now it's, it's, you want to take a step back and this is where we can, we can relate to just about any industry. Um, you know, I started home inspections. I was doing, you know, anywhere from 10 to, uh, to 14 to 16 home inspections a week, uh, which if you only do two a day, um, do the math, you know, mm-hmm. when I do 16 in a week. Um, and and it's like, well, I need to hire people. So you start hiring people, but you got people like, I just want you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason why I have Courtney, you know. Well, can I just schedule through you? Or you can call Courtney, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have somebody available tomorrow where I want you. I have somebody available tomorrow, <laughs> but I want you. Um, agents are the same way. You know, they get they, they become successful. Um, they want to grow a team so they don't have to put, you know, 300,000 miles on their car every year. Um, but they still get those clients that I just want you. Yes. Well, I have a team that can take great care. I want you. So with you, and maybe you haven't figured this out yet, um, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, you know, obviously people want you to train them. Because yes. it's your academy, um, you're the black belt, um, you know, you're the face of it. But how do you or have you figured out a way to be able to step back? Because that's that's one of the benefits of growing a business is at some point you want to be able to, you know, not work 
40 hours a day, not a week, but a day. Um, you want to be able to pass stuff off to other people to handle for you. Um, but it's, it's hard because people want you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I've got a uh, hundred. I was hoping for like actual answers, so, no, I, can, no, so no, I can incorporate it myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I might have some ideas, but um, I, I have a hundred year plan. So in a hundred years, I can retire. Um, just got to figure out how to survive that one. That's right. No, I, I actually literally have roughly a ten year plan, and you know, I'm I'm staring at fifty two right now, and it's getting to the point where I still enjoy what I'm doing. Right. I absolutely positively love training, but there's certain things that come along that. I just are not in my comfort zone. There's nothing that I can't teach you. Even if it's something I'm not familiar with, I know at my level enough about the body and how things work that I can look at a video and I can look at an instructional and I can come to you and teach you everything you want to know about said, you know, a, a decent black belt can do this. Right. A decent grappler or a decent person who has a good grasp on, on jujitsu can do this. Um, I can do that. I know I can do that. So yeah, there are people who are like, well, yeah, I want you to teach me. But they want me to teach them because of my style. I have a very uh, pressure-heavy, passing, slow-grinding, OG wrestling style. Everything I do, I want it to hurt because then I want you to let me do what I want to do. Um, For those who are not familiar uh, with jiu-jitsu, I think the easiest way to describe it that I've I've used before is like if you look at high school or college wrestling, not pro. I always have to make sure I say that. You know, it's like (laughs) wrestling. Everyone goes, you hit people with chairs? (laughs) <laughs> Get to yes, but only when they really piss me off. But no, it's like in, in wrestling, in high school, in, in uh, collegiate wrestling, you're looking to pin the person's shoulders. We're basically trying to control them the same way, but we also use joint locks and chokeholds. Yeah. So I have my style. I have the way I do things. Okay, so people do come to me because of that. Well, then I've got other students who are, and I'm okay saying this. There's a point in time where you just have to look at yourself and go, look, I'm getting older. Yeah, I've been doing this combative sport almost my entire life. My body is tired. You know, yeah. things don't work the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, my knee just wants to give out. I don't know why. <laughs> it just stops working. But there are certain things that I cannot do. And there, and these are your sort of like very flashy. I hate to use the word flashy. It makes it sound silly. Um, just more advanced ways of the body being moved that my body just does not do and it's not going to do and it may did it may have done it 20 30 years ago but it's not going to happen now well i have younger people under me who specialize in this um, i've got this one guy who is absolute phenomenal he's one of my purple belts he is just as a studious as i am when it comes to looking into delving into the art itself and looking at videos and and, and just just learning and, and, and applying them so he and people like him are the future of that academy. He has already got his own following. People are coming to him because of what he does. And I think this is something else that really is lacking in this art that I have seen is people, especially at my level, they have such egos. And I think it's ridiculous. Okay, I don't know everything. I will never claim to know everything. The second I say I know everything, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot because five things have been created during the time that I'm saying I know everything. So I will never know everything. But... And neither will he, but he knows his style and I know my style. And as you train with us, you might develop your style. Sure. So if you were to come to me and say, Hey, I want to learn how to do X, Y, and Z. Well, I've got someone who does that. Yeah. I'm going to send you to him or her. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, look, I, I can show you. Right. But they specialize in it. They really do it a whole lot. And that is how that academy is going to grow. We've got people who started with us, young men and women who are children. Mm-hmm. They are now in their teens as these teens get older, some we will lose just to sure. time and life, life and yeah. they notice the other, they notice that people develop parts <laughs> in their bodies that attract them right. and go, right. oh, yeah. I never saw, never noticed this about you before. <laughs> and then off they go. Um, I literally had someone, um, I'll say this very, very, um, very politely. I had a father call me up and say, uh, so we, we, training his son for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, he's going to take a break for a little bit. I said, okay, no problem. I understand. Uh, I, I just hope he stays active because no matter what I want, because especially in today's society, I really would like kids to stay active. Yeah. That, that way they don't get themselves in trouble. I said, well, I hope he's going to stay active. He said, well, no, no, we're going to push. He's going to keep doing it. we got some other sports he's trying out in school and everything. But he discovered boobs. <laughs> he noticed, he noticed yeah. girls around him. A little more than normal. Yeah. So his attentions are, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, what can you do? What can you do? Okay, I get it. I get it. Can't hurt. Can't fight against that. That's right. So. We've all but, been there. Yeah, we've all been Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
but it's but it's young people, you know, the kids that have started with us that are that are growing up. You know, we've got this one young man. I don't want I don't want to just pick on different people, but we've got this one young man and this one young lady that are just they are just leading the competition. They are yeah. just destroying people. And they're cross training. They're they're going to other schools to train to to go roll against other bodies. They step on the competition mats and they're just dominating. Mm-hmm. These are the two that we will be closely looking at. Yeah, you know, we don't ignore anybody. We sure. work with everybody. We want everyone to grow. But when you've got people that are coming up to you, kids, mm-hmm. and saying, "I'd like to volunteer to help. Yeah. I'd like to volunteer and help in this class. I want to help with this class. What can I do with this class?" Mm-hmm. That shows us that they have what we need. Right. And as we develop and we, and we cultivate that, others will follow. Um, you know, we have a mutual friend who teaches on Tuesday nights. And, you know, he has his own following. He has yep. his own way of doing things. People go to his class because they like the way he teaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another guy that teaches on a Thursday. He has his way of teaching, and everyone goes to his class because they like his way of teaching. Now, if I was to cover for either one of these guys... I'm not going to change the way I do things. I'm going to do the way I do my thing because I'm not going to try to replicate for two reasons. One, it's a shallow copy. I don't want them trying to replicate me. I want them doing their thing that they cover for my class. Mm -hmm. The second thing is if there's somebody there, just due to scheduling. I mean, there are literally people who've walked up to me in my own academy and asked me if I work there. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, I have to think to myself, like, I don't know, do I? Work work means you get paid. I don't get paid, so I don't think I work here. But I, there are people who have joined this gym that I don't, I don't know. We have a 6 a.m. class. We have people who train at 4.30 in the morning. We have weekend people. I, I'm, I'm not there. And I don't know these people. So if I cover for a class, I get to meet these people. I want them to experience who I am and right. how I teach. Because maybe they're like, I want to train under this guy too. Not, I'm not trying to pull people away. Sure. I just want everyone to know that we have a very well-rounded training facility yeah. with well-rounded instructors. Well, you also want to be, you know, to equate to what we do, you know, I spend, you know, trying to pull back from inspections, but I'm spending more time in offices, you know, meeting people. Um, So, yeah, I want you to use Gordon. I want you to use Justin. I want you to use Todd because, you know, their personalities, they're good at what they do and all this other stuff. Um, But I'm still, you know, I still want to be the one interacting with you so you know, you know. Who I am, you know, so it's very much the same thing. I'm not trying to pull away from them. I actually want more business to give to them. uh, But I want people to know because, and this is not a knock on anybody because I don't know anybody that well over at the gym Mm -hmm. to, to say one way or the other. I don't think there is. But at the end of the day, nobody treats your business like you treat your business. Sure. Um, no one's going to be the face of your business like you are. That's a um, shame, but yes. Yeah, you know, and it's just the way it is, right. you know. <laughs> um, I so, need a better face for my business. Right, yeah. right. Um, so, so even even the Tuesday nights and the Thursday nights, it doesn't matter the following that they get. Um, there's still that personal aspect that they may not have that you're going to have meeting people, right? Uh, just because of how you are, this is your business. You know, you're the one that's poured. Yes, everybody's has put something into it, but no one's poured into it like you have. Yes. Um, so there's, there's still that aspect, you know, it's just a different role. It's just really hard when you're juggling both those roles, you know, you're the instructor, you know, that everybody wants and you're trying to transition to that role where, like, I just want to come in and, you know, shake your hand and see how you're doing, see if you need anything. Can I get you a T-shirt, you know, a cup of, cup of water? Um, and it's the same thing with me, you know. Um, it's, it's you know, I, I want to come. I want to do some classes, you know, for your office. I want to talk to you. Let's talk about business. Um, hey, can you also do my inspections? Yes. You know, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So, but it, I don't think there's a, anybody that has a solid answer on how to do that yet. Um you know? No, and the, and the second you have someone who steps back, there's going to be a void no matter what. Yes. And what I'm trying to do, and hence the reason I'm being very serious, I have like a 10-year plan. Yeah. Uh, I am looking at completely stepping away from my gym when I'm in my mid-60s. Now, yeah. I know a lot of people are sitting there going like, oh, my God, you're old. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm competing at a national level. I'm rolling hard with people that are well over half my age yeah. and I do well with it. Yeah. Uh, I think if I stop, I'll start really falling apart, at least have an excuse for feeling bad and, and broken. Yeah. But once you kind of step away, like I, I, again, referring back to my father, I had a conversation one time and he was like, man, I, I don't understand how you do what you do, yeah. but keep doing it because 
you're in much better shape than I was at the same age. And, and you know, and everyone can sit there and say, well, 50 is the new 30 and all this stuff. It, it, I think you just should just take care of yourself yeah. however you want to. Yeah. And this is how I've chosen to take care of myself. And I absolutely love it. Mm. But yeah, there's a point in time where I really, yeah, I kind of would like to stop. I'd like to, I, I love teaching. Right. I absolutely love teaching, but you're right. I would love to be able to get somebody and I'm, I'm looking and I'm helping and I'm working and I'm grooming and I'll have someone head in that direction and then it may not work out that way. Yeah. And then I'll start yes. with somebody else. But there is, I want somebody that will run my business mm-hmm. and allow me to just walk in, yeah, teach classes and then walk back out again. Yes, it's yes. it's it's beautiful. <laughs> but you know, uh, my wife and I have a joke. Um, I a long time ago, you know, especially because it was me and just me for the longest time until wonderful students who got higher up in level um, were like, "Hey, coach, we'd love to help you out. We'd love to teach. We'd love to do what we can mm-hmm. to help." And and then over time, I would put them in those places. So, but you know, it was, it was always, it would always happen. <clears throat> the end of the night's here. Um, I'm cleaning up. We're a few people there helping clean. And, you know, I text my wife heading home. That was a mistake. I learned <laughs> not to do that <laughs> because depending on traffic's between 20 to 22 minutes from my gym to my house. And an hour later, yep. she's texting me going, are you okay? Are you in a ditch? Yep. And I'm like, no, I'm still here at the gym. Yep. So now when we start wrapping up for the night, yep. I'll text her wrapping up. And then I don't say heading home until I'm literally in the car. It's running, and I'm about to leave. I go heading yeah, home. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Um, I have not learned that lesson yet. Yes, I yeah. just tell my wife, like, yeah, I'm going to go to this event. I don't plan on staying about half hour, hour. You know, I'll be home. And then three hours later, you know, where are you? So, yep. yeah. But you get pulled in so many different yep. directions, especially the point of my story, being a business owner, you there is the camaraderie, there's the talking, there's the BSing. And then it's like, hey, coach, quick question. Or can I ask about this? Or uh, you know, this tournament coming up or that, or that, and it just happens. Yep. And again, we're not, that's one of the greatest things I love about our Academy is the fact that we are just a bunch of friends. Yeah. I mean, I've said it many, many times and I've actually thought about it. I don't know if I have more than five friends that don't do jujitsu. Right. <laughs> and there's one person that I would, and well, he's, he, he did do jujitsu, so he can't count, but it's like, right. really, that's my world. That's my life. And to step away from it is going to be a very, very hard thing to do for me because mm-hmm. I do love it so yeah. much. And you're right. No one, I don't care who you are. Yeah. No one is going to be able to take care of that gym the way I want it taken yeah. care of. Uh, I have wonderful people who, who teach under me. I have wonderful people who work under me. I have the greatest group of people in the absolute mm-hmm. world. But they don't do everything perfect the way I want them to. Sure. And it is hard for me to separate, to be the boss and to be a friend, yeah. to be the instructor. It's just, I wear so many hats. And it's like, I feel bad. Like, if you were to come in and say, JB, I want to help. What can I do to help? You know, it said, if you would just, I use the example all the time. If you would just straighten out the chairs, just straighten out the chairs. Mm-hmm. It, it takes you five minutes. Yeah. But it makes everything look nice and neat. Sure. Well, I come in the next day and the chairs are backwards. <laughs> okay? Sid does not know what he's doing. <laughs> but here's the problem. Because you came to me and asked to help. And I do greatly appreciate mm-hmm. any assistance I ever get. And I try to make sure my people understand how much I appreciate them all the time, if I can, uh, without singing, seeming too fake. Right, right. Um, but you came to me and you asked to help. I gave you a task. You did it incorrectly. But because you came to me mm-hmm. asking me and you're not like a paid employee, I feel bad going to you and correcting you. Right. So then I just do it myself again. <laughs> and it's like, oh, something came off my list. No, back on my list again. Yeah. And now I'm frustrated with this person because, and it's like, <laughs> and then I, and then in a way, you know, and, and I, I talked to a good friend of mine one time and I was like, just kind of like, blah, just venting one day, just blah. And I, and I came up with that. And I was like, Man, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. And he looked at me and went, when did you have mind readers come help you? And I was like, well, what do you mean? I don't have anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. So it goes back to, I think we've said a couple times communication. Yeah. And as long as I'm able to communicate what I want, what I expect, and I bring the people up under me with that same mindset, I think when I do finally start taking the steps back, the void, even though I hope it's there, I would like to be missed. But when I take that step back, I hope the void is filled properly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what I truly, truly want is for all of our students to be happy, for all of our students to grow, 
to be respected, to work well together, and to just have that family unit. The biggest stressor now is the fact that we're growing. Yeah. We've got over 300-some members at that gym. I get hit in the head a lot. My memory's not that good. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like I walk up to someone and go, hey, you, <laughs> lady, guy, person, can't remember your name. High five. I, it, it's, it's real, it is very rough on me, and I, yeah. and I stress about it a lot because – I don't want people to not think that I care. I do. I, I care very much. But you just have limitations. Yeah, you only have a capacity to know so many people. Exactly. You know, and, and, and yeah, maintain relationships and stuff like that. There is a there is a finite number to that. Yeah, but that's yeah. why I have instructors under me, and it's yep. their job to know these people backwards and forwards. Yep. And that way, you know, it, the, the chain of command is there. As, as veterans, we know very much the yep. chain of command. You know, the captain is not going to come down to – our little squad and pick you out by name. <laughs> well, maybe because we had name tags back then, um, but he's not, yeah. but he knows the sergeant and the sergeant knows us. So, you know, and I have to, con- I have to continue to remember that yeah. you know, the person's not insulted just because the owner, the head instructor, the black belt doesn't know you. Yeah. I've never met you. I don't know who you are, yeah. but I'm glad you're part of our team. And I would, I look forward to knowing you better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's very difficult. And, and, uh, when I do figure it out, I'll let you know. No, I appreciate that. But that's the best thing. That's the best thing I can sit there and say. It's like, I'm just trying to groom people to take over yeah. as I step. And when I stepped away, uh, I don't, uh, unless needed, mm-hmm. I don't teach on Tuesdays, Thursdays, nor the weekends. Uh, the weekends is what started it because I was pulled away for tournaments so much. I finally yeah. sat down with some of my guys. I'm like, I need help. And I felt bad right. going like on a Thursday going, ah, oh, crap, we have a tournament this weekend. Uh, hey, can you cover Saturday for me? I just felt so bad. So I put people in place that could just cover those classes and they do beautiful. They do very, very well. And everything's yeah. great. Tuesday I had basically my instructor was like, Hey, I have someone who I want to start teaching. I don't have any room. I don't have any time. Do you? Oh, I do. So I gave this yeah. gentleman the Tuesdays, which Nick has now taken over and does an amazing job. Same thing with Thursdays. One of my guys, Chris, wanted to start teaching some classes, take this Thursday. And he's, he's now turned it into his competition class. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. They do great jobs. Yeah. So transitioning um, a little bit, uh, I know you got some some notes and some stats. Oh, uh, you know, part of this uh, conversation is also uh, tying it into to real estate. And every year, I say every year, probably every few months, um, if you look nationally, it's probably a lot sooner or more often than that. Um, you'll see that realtors are very vulnerable industry. Um, they do showings, um, for people that they've never met. Um, you know, they don't know anything about, they just call them up from some random ad and say, Hey, I want to buy a house. Can you show me these houses on this weekend? And there's very little, you know, some teams are better than others. Some brokers are better than others as far as the vetting process, but that's still not the end all be all. Um, you know, it's not a fail safe and they go to these open houses, a lot of them by themselves, uh, hosting open houses and, and bad things happen unfortunately, because there's bad people in the world. So um, correct me if any of this is wrong, but my understanding is jiu-jitsu started, Brazilian jiu-jitsu started about 100-ish years ago. Um, and and the main concept was really um, to subdue opponents, um, use leverage to for opponents bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really makes it one of the better you can say the best, but I'll say better. Um, uh, self-defense, you know, that with practical applications, yes. right? Because there's a lot of martial arts out there, and there's a lot of them that say, hey, this is great for self-defense. And then when you actually watch it in action, you're like, ah, is it? You know, there's there's no real practical application for that. But I think jujitsu, um, based on why it was developed, how it was developed, and the purposes behind that, and when you actually see it in action, uh, and there's plenty of videos out there showing it in practical applications that – it really is beneficial for people to understand and be able to use it. Yes, I agree. So, uh, so with that being said, we've talked about a little bit, and we, you know, uh, we'll probably move forward with it uh, if you're okay with it. But doing some type of self defense seminar, yes, for agents yes. Uh, specifically, and if nothing else, agents can come out and see me just at least be the 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 practice dummy, um, the demonstration dummy, uh, <laughs> t- t- test dummy. Yeah, yeah, you know, see your yes. home inspector get choked out um, or whatnot. Um, Actually, I feel like I, they would enjoy that a lot. I know. I know. So <laughs> I posted that on the Facebook page. This is what you get for all the deals that yeah. you've destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of traction on the Facebook page when I posted Nick having me in an armbar or whatever. Yeah, you know. and I did get your Venmo, no problem. 
thank you. Hundred dollars. <laughs> Choke you out. It's amazing. I know, I know. She said an extra fifty if you wet yourself. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, no problem. So uh, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about some of those. There's now gonna be a bidding more. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> My retirement is in within sight. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's everything you said is correct. Actually, jujitsu is a little bit older, but what what you what we now see as Brazilian jujitsu was roughly around hundred. Someone's gonna probably contact you and yell at me for this one but 1921 is sticking in my head yeah. i may be completely wrong about that but yes jujitsu was derived from uh, a japanese style mm-hmm. and also judo and so forth like that and was cultivated into what we have now uh, the gracies are the family who headed it up and brought it to the mainstream and yes uh, jujitsu sort of like if there is a tagline for it uh, one of the most famous quotes is for the skilled smaller to uh, defeat the larger unskilled mm-hmm. now i will say the unskilled larger part kind of gets dropped sometimes. <laughs> and it's like the, the smaller skill will beat the larger skill. No, it doesn't always work that way because you're bigger, you know, size does matter. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we could, we can know everything the exact same. If you've got 50 pounds on me, yeah. you're gonna probably win. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. No, Brazilian jujitsu is absolutely amazing. Jujitsu in itself is absolutely amazing because you're exactly right. It uses the other person's basically, what they're doing, their energies and everything against themselves, and it makes your life a little bit easier. Uh, to start with, there is a, a movement within jiu-jitsu we call sweeps, uh, and we were working on that today. So what we're, it's our uh, theme of the month at the academy is sweeps. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm taking someone, and we can, we can say generally a neutral position, mm-hmm. and by loading your body up, onto myself with proper framework using my legs and my arms, I then can control the direction that I take you. This applies also to self-defense. Most people, mostly women and realtors, when this happens. Now, I have been on with realtors. I've watched a ton of real, you know, realtor shows, um, which by the way, I really can't understand how I have a 3 million budget when I collect butterflies and uh, my wife walks dogs. Uh, I know some people may not understand that joke, but realtors probably will really understand that joke is when you see these shows that are like, yeah, so I collect butterflies, my wife walks dogs, and we have a 3 million budget. That's right. How? Where? But when you see, and and I'm talking from a point of ignorance as like just watching TV shows, but when you see what's happening, you see the realtor leading the people. Yep. You don't, you don't walk behind them and say, hey, take around that left and let's look at this bedroom yep. or to the right for the bathroom. They lead the person, which means you're putting your back to the person. Yep. So you're exactly right. Everything you said was exactly right. You you have someone coming in. You don't know who they are. You don't know anything about them. Ads, hopefully they've been, you know, like investigated somewhat, but right. you don't know. And especially open houses. Mm-hmm. Open houses are exactly that. It, the house is wide open. Yep. You know, you got some food laid out. There are people who literally go to open houses just to get snacks. Yeah. I think y'all know this. <laughs> yes. Never have I done that, but I know it's that. <laughs> but you have these random people walking into these houses, you know, nothing about them. And, and there are a lot of studies that go into this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one that I was reading by the National Association of Realtors that sat there and said, most attacks at open houses happen after the open house is closed and done. Due to the simple fact that the the assailant, let's say an open house is from two to four, mm-hmm. and they literally walk in a little after four o'clock, knowing that most likely there's yep. no one going to be there, and the person is going to be cleaning up. Yep. But also, realtors are very hardworking people, mm-hmm. and this is a very demanding field. Yep. And they will bend over backwards to make a sale. Yep. And if someone walks in 15 minutes late, they're not about to sit there and go, "Hey, I'm sorry, you yeah. should have been here." They're going. What can, what can I do to help you? Not knowing that that person is planning on attacking them. Right. And they now have the, f- the simple fact that the house is pretty much shut up. They probably could have easily locked the door as they walked in. Mm-hmm. The person is now all by themselves. And again, they want to do a good job. Also, you have to look at something else. This realtor is in the worst position they could possibly be in. And by the way, if you notice, I have not sat there and said he nor she. Right. Attacks happen all the time on people, okay? Um, But the realtor is now, look, look, we're all human. Four o'clock, you're ready to go home. You've had a long day. You've answered the same question a million times, and you damn well know that person's just not going to come back. You know they just came in to get those sandwiches. You know that. and But you have to be polite. You have to be professional. You never know. And even when I have, you know, when people come into the gym and I talk with them, knowing that 
this is probably not going to be a new member to the gym. I don't treat them any differently right. because you never know because maybe they just came in to check things out. Maybe. But what if someone else says, hey, I've been thinking of going to jujitsu. You know, I stopped over at Mongrel. It's a really nice place. The owner was there. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. That may mean that person will come in. Word of mouth is massive in my world, in your world as well. So if that realtor is rude to the person, it might have been a potential client. But even if not, they could then talk bad. Yep. Like, oh, I want to buy a house. Well, don't go to these jerks. They yep. were real mean to me. So they're going to bend over backwards. So the house is all shut down. Everything's done. Like I said, we're human. The person is like, oh, my God, you know, 4 o'clock, here comes another person. They put on that smile, but in the back of their mind, oh, my God, I got to do X and I got to do Y. I'm going to be late. I got da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Got to get these sandwiches in the fridge. You know, all this yeah. stuff is going on. All right, let me give this person a tour. Yep. So they're distracted. They're not sitting there thinking about their personal safety. They're not thinking about anything else. They're just distracted. That is exactly what the assailant wants. Yep. Next thing you know, can you show me set, such and such room? They get to a, a, an area of the house that's a little away from everything. Next thing you know, the person's being attacked. Be it some form of assault, be it some form of robbery, or worse, heaven forbid. That's what happens. Yeah. So the main thing that we talk about whenever we do self-defense situations, jujitsu is an amazing art. Mm-hmm. And I have taught many, 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 and I'm going to go ahead and just sort of like focus on one group. I have taught many young ladies that have gone off to college. They are practically family to me, mm-hmm. okay? I I still worry about them, but I feel much more secure that they're right. going to be safe because of a couple things. One, physically, I think they really can take care of themselves. Like if someone was to lay hands on them, I know these young ladies can take care of themselves. But also... We talk about a lot of the mentality. A big thing that happens with people when you you look at a person, you make yourself a, a target, okay? Um, you know, a lot of people and those who are just listening to this don't you know, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm now holding my phone in my hand, looking down at my phone. And this is pretty much how everyone looks in today's society. Yeah. They have no clue about what's going on around them at all, at all, period. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I was not directing at you. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying, just saying, but that's what, that's what the attacker wants. They want distraction. So the realtor's distracted because of everything going on. The attackers know I've come in late. I know I've got them off their game. It's all about distraction. So when the person's not expecting it, they get attacked. What can they do to sit there and protect themselves? A, obviously take some form of martial arts, preferably jujitsu. That's right. We are biased, but also a striking. So we also teach Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Muay Thai is a Thai kickboxing art. It's stand-up. So there you have your stand-up striking. What it does is it also teaches you to keep distance. So if I was the realtor and I'm sitting there showing a house and you go to attack me from behind, one of the main things that I immediately do because of Muay Thai is I create distance. With my hands or my feet, I create distance. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to close the distance and we were and we or I did not have a chance and we go to the ground, that's where jujitsu would take over because yep. it's a grappling art. What we do, same thing. I need to create distance. I need to set up frames. I need to get you away. I need to be able to strike or get away from you. And one of the beauties of jujitsu is there's a very common position called the guard. I am laying on my back. You're on your knees. You're between my legs, and my legs are wrapped around you. Now, unfortunately, this is a very common position for women if they're being attacked. But what we do is we take that position and it becomes no longer defensive. We change it into an offensive yeah. position and we, and we can teach people how to attack from there. But none of this does any good at all unless they continue the training. Sure. And that's an important thing. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, even, even with this, you know, we want to do a seminar. Um, it's not a one-time thing, no. you know? Uh, I mean, the seminar may be a one-time thing, sure, sure. but, but you, you got training. to continue yes, training. You don't just, you know, whether it's an hour, two hour or an all day seminar, you don't walk out of there. And then in six months from now, um, you get to use all that cool stuff um, because all that cool stuff is gone. Yes. Um, it's, it's an introduction to hopefully um, help you realize how important it can be. Yes. And, well, the main thing that I do in the seminars is not only do we do the practical hands-on stuff, but I really, really, really beat into people's head, not physically, but beat into their heads <laughs> about certain things they need to be aware to help protect themselves. The number one way to not be a victim is to not make yourself a victim. Okay. Yeah. So again, I use the, um, I use the example of a mall, any mall. If you ever have walked into a mall, you notice there's outside doors and there's like this little antechamber. And then there's another set of doors that you have to go through. That is used for temperature regulation. That's what that room is for, which I'm quite sure everybody's rolling their eyes going, yeah, we know that. But (laughs) what it can be used is your staging area, okay? Worst case scenario, we're around the holidays. You've got a young lady with a couple kids. They've done some shopping. The kids are tired. 
They're pulling her left and right. She's got her purse. She's got her packages. She's got them. And she walks out to her car. That is a victim. Mm-hmm. They are distracted. Again, we could keep going back to distraction. They're yeah. distracted. They're trying to find their keys. They're trying to watch little Johnny and Jenny, make sure you don't run out in traffic. They're trying to keep their packages. They're trying to, where's my purse? Where's my phone? The next thing you know, they're attacked. What you do in that, and this again, this is just an example. When you get to that scenario, you get the kids and you teach them. You don't want to scare the kids. You don't want to sit there and say, hey, someone may jump out of a car and grab you. You don't want to do that. (laughs) But what you want to do is you want to make a game with this. Hey, keep your eyes open. Look out for cars. Who can spot a red car? Who can spot a yellow car? And now the kids are walking with you and looking. And they're looking. Now, an attacker watching does not see a mother and child and children playing games. They see very aware children. Now, the other thing, get your keys in your hand. Mm-hmm. What you should have done before you even left the vehicle is you noted exactly where your vehicle was in relation to what door you're coming out of. That's right. And then you go head straight for that vehicle. A lot of times you'll sit there and say, and we're all this, we've all seen this, we get aggravated. You see people walking down the center of the, the, the drive where you're trying to park, you know, and you're just like, oh my God, pick a side. Well, during the day, you know, you, you can see a little bit better. It might be a little irritating, but also it's safer for that person because one, they can see traffic coming and going, yeah. but also no one can jump out of a, from between cars and grab them, right. which is extremely important at night. You need to make sure you can see everything around you. Mm-hmm. When you get to the car, make sure you hit the button. As you get to the car, keep your head on a swivel, open the door, open both doors. If you got an SUV, open both doors, put yourself in between the doors. Now you have a door in front of you, you have a door behind you and you hope maybe a vehicle next to you and then your own vehicle. You're in a little safe space. Yeah. Get your kids in, close the door, get yourself in, lock the doors, then get them settled and situated. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will sit there and roll their eyes and go, man, that's a lot to do. But when you make it habit, it's not a lot to do and you're much safer. And everything that you did prior to, like just getting yourself set, looking, keeping your head on a swivel, you instantly make yourself a non-victim. An attacker doesn't want to go after you. They're going to wait for another victim. They yeah. want easy. They're all cowards when it comes down to it. And they're going Absolutely. to they're going to attack yep. when it's easiest. And I relate this all the time to if you look at nature. Anyone can watch any form of natural geographic nature film or whatever. And you watch when a predator attacks, especially if they're attacking like a herd of mm-hmm. something in whatever gazelles bikes whatever it doesn't matter they go after the distracted the sick the young the weak the old all of that yeah. most likely in the back of the pack as well which yeah. is something amazing about wolves wolves leave throughout mm-hmm. so when there is a sick or injured or hurt within the pack the actual alpha and the beta actually put themselves around that sickly yeah. one it's kind of yeah. cool how the wolves act like that but gazelles don't they're idiots and so <laughs> i know probably got somebody all upset i'm a gazelle fan but again if you look and it just relates back you look at an animal that is sick or, or or weaker or older their head is down they're not paying attention they're just plodding along through life yeah phone in my hand my yeah. head is down plodding through life yeah. it's painter, painter nails that's a huh? Huh? <laughs> but that's how it comes down to so if and, by, and we'll talk more about the seminar. Yeah. But if after the seminar, when the people leave, they never come back in the door again. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I have sat there and said it a hundred times. Uh, I, one of my assistants, I we used to go teach. Uh, every year we'd go out to Mechanicsville and teach a group of young ladies everything that I'm sitting there talking about. Mm-hmm. Practical hands-on, how to not make yourself a victim, all of this. Not a single one of those young ladies have ever walked into my gym. It's too far. Right. We're in Midlothian. We're in Mechanicsville helping these young ladies but I've told them other schools in that sure. area to go to because I want them to continue their training. Sure. It means more to me that these young ladies are safer than for them to be putting money in my pocket. I want them safe, yeah. first and foremost. So at the end of the day, if you can continue your training at a good established school, and if you don't live near me and after a seminar, you're like, hey, I want to continue this, but this is where I live, I will send you to a yeah. good school. I'll get you there. But if you do not keep the physical hands-on training, which is has to be, you, it's a perishable skill. If you don't yeah. do it, you'll forget it. I'm at least hoping that the words stick with people. If if anyone listen is listening right here and they never come to the academy or do the training, but they make sure their keys in their hand and their heads on a swivel every time they walk out the door, yeah. or they're they're a little bit more aware of what they're doing with these open houses and they just keep an, an open eye, or maybe they just have their phone ready, or maybe they sit there and say like that person walks in the door and they're like. Um, yeah, no problem. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a tour. Um, I got to call my partner real quick and let him know that I'm going to be running late, but it's no problem at all. And they call you, Hey Sid, I just had somebody walk in. I'm here by myself. Yeah. Um, if you're nearby, would you mind staying close or could you keep a a wary eye on the phone? There's a lot of different things that can be done. Sure. And then hopefully it'll help offset. 
again, the physical part is a perishable skill. It needs to be constantly trained. Yeah. But the mental part of it is first and foremost. It is. And um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll wrap it up because I know you got places to be and, and people to choke um, and whatnot. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of agents and, and people in general just in society that – you know, they go out, they get their concealed carry, they buy a gun, they keep it in, you know, wherever, their purse, on them. Um, they go the pepper spray route. Yep. They go the taser route. Um, and and they say, well, I'm good because I do this. Well, <clears throat> that's no different than, than if you if you don't go to the range and put, put, put rounds down the range on a regular, semi-regular basis – you're never going to be able to get that gun out. Nope. You're never, you're going to pepper spray yourself. Yeah. You know? Seen it. <laughs> um, if Shoot it's not yourself. something uh-huh. you train, you just don't go to Bass Pro Shops, buy the pepper spray, and all of a sudden you're good. You know, um, you, you've got to train on this. And um, I don't know your feelings on it, but I know Jocko, uh, for those that don't know, Jocko is a black belt, jujitsu, retired Navy SEAL, um, does a podcast. Yep. And someone asked him about a street fight. Um, and he said, you know, there's like, what's your first option? He says, run. Run. Yeah, I mean, he says, I don't care how big I am, how, how comfortable I am. He says, there's a lot of variables there. So your first reaction should be to run. And and everything we're talking about is those situations where you can't. Um, because you do get tired of seeing people as victims. Yes. Um, and, and you know, I'm, my wife's in the real estate industry, um, you know, since we're talking about this. And, and that would just infuriate me to no end to, to have that happen to her. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, cause again, I think there's a lot of self, um, false confidence, um, with a lot of times with, with some of these other measures, right. Um, I, well, I carry a gun. Cool. Um, but like you said, you're leading somebody from room to room, Yes. you know, you're, you're not getting that gun, you know, they're, they're, they're in your space and, and, and now they also have a gun by the way. Exactly. exactly. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. Yes. Yeah. I've got a gun. Yeah. I've got pepper spray. I've got a knife. Yeah. I've got insert weapon here. And so do they, and, yeah, if they can get their hands yeah. on it. And nobody is walking. I mean, let's be honest. You know, I'm an agent, you're the client and you come in 15 minutes late. Yeah. I'll show you around the house. Let me go grab my gun real quick. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's not going to happen. So you have to default back to, to a place to where you can create that space. And I think that's where jujitsu can come in at. That's where, you know, um, not just a seminar, but following up after the seminar can come in at, and um, as soon as we sit down and hammer out that date, uh, we'll we'll start getting getting it out there. I've already got a couple of people that's interested in attending. Um, yeah. Just just you know, no down. So yeah, one thing too is is a last little thing when you're talking about um, faults mm-hmm. uh, security. I was reading a um, and I, I do have it saved, but I was reading an article by a young lady who goes and travels and sets up seminars where she speaks to a group of realtors about yeah. safety. And she says, whenever she gets to the part where they talk about self-defense, she notices a lot of men get up and leave. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to look at any, any man <laughs> and go like, you know, uh, what are you doing? But you just made a very valid point. It doesn't matter. Jocko is a monster. If you never know, I mean, I have, I have met this man in person. He's a great, great guy. But I 1,000% agree with what he's sitting there saying. Create space and get away. Yeah. That is your number one best bet. You yep. know, it is what we're talking about is if someone lays hands on and you can't break away, how to create that space to protect yourself. But yep. yes, uh, and I know a lot of people, uh, again, last time I talked about my dad, I'll never forget uh, something my dad told me. If someone wants to start a fight, walk away. If they pull a knife, run away. If they pull a gun, run away. And j- <laughs> run, run, run away like a zigzag. And it's like, Alligator. yeah, I, I laugh Alligator about moves. It. Yeah, I know, I know. I laugh about it all the time, but he's exactly right. I mean, yeah. it's just like, you know, get away. It is your best and safest route, especially yeah. if you're talking about Going back to a scenario about the mother with the children, someone grabs you, throw everything at their face, grab your kids, get back inside that building. Yeah. You know, who cares? I mean, no, we don't want, we, I, if I misplace my wallet for five minutes, I hate it. We don't want to lose those things. Sure. But your safety, your children, your family is paramount. Get away. Yep. You know, get out of that house. And here's something else. The last thing I'll sit there and say, and I talk about this in the seminars, when you do get away, start screaming fire. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. No one wants to help anybody nowadays. I've heard, <laughs> no. I've heard the fire one yeah, before. But you yell fire, people are going to come. That's right. Because they want to, and, and they're going to come like this with the phones out, sure, recording sure. the fire. Yeah, yeah. And it's again, <laughs> so everything I'm sitting there talking about is studies and proven and, and trained it and everything. And it's just, it's one of those things. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, 
just being more aware of your surroundings is going to help beyond anything. And I am here to help in any way. And you know, like you said, we'll, this seminar is no charge whatsoever. I just want to try to help. Yep. And we'll, we'll talk about it more and get it locked in. Well, I appreciate it. Last question. Um, how do you feel about people who's never seen the movie Roadhouse? Um, oh, my gosh. So there's there's levels of capital punishment that I agree with. <laughs> um, now, here's the thing. There is a new Roadhouse coming out. Yes, yes. And if someone goes to see the new Roadhouse without seeing the old Roadhouse, they should basically lose their movie viewing rights for at least a year. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So what I'm hearing is that I need to go see the new one. Yeah. <laughs> After the old one. <laughs> Watch the first one. Okay. Not going to happen. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. There's a lot of good conversations. Um, we'll have to do this again sometime. Hey, oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good times. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah.